South Africa! Acknowledge me! Teresa Kanzi. Teresa Kanzi. The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage at the airstrike. strike. Hello, keyboard warrior living in a mafia state. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike, podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country. And straight into episode 110. We are on Amazon Music. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Here's what's going down this week. Alpizo Musimone about how MultiChoice played DSTV Compact subscribers. I've got a Bacardi banger from Almighty Zorro. Today's parody song is from Smashed Man, and I'll talk about semigration in South Africa. Before I do all those things, I get into your elders were dirty. This week, we are listening to this, Manyalas. Wait, hold on. This sounds familiar. In, too, deep. Don't wanna pull out. Sounds very sexy. Genuine, so anxious, released in 1999. This is the dirty song your elders used to listen to. Let's go to the lyrics. Verse 1 9 o'clock, home alone, paging you. Wishing you'd come over. My place after a while. Let me know. We can just keep talking about the last time you were here. What we did. No sleep. Till morning. Only bubble baths and back rubs. Hit me back girl. 
I hope you hurry cause. Verse 2. It's 10.10. Where you been? Did you get my message? Your expression is telling me that you've been thinking the same thing. The same thing I've been thinking. You say you're working. Well, hit me just as soon as your shift is over. And I'll be waiting because I can't sleep for reminiscing, reminiscing about you and what we do. Hit me back. Ooh, and hope you worry. Bridge said, as soon as you hit the door, I'ma pull you down on the floor. And before we get to touch the bed, baby, back up every word you said. And before we do, got to hit the lights. And before we start the candlelights, baby girl, I want to bump and grind. This is something that's been on my mind. Chorus. I'm so anxious. So, meet me at 11.30. I love the way you're talking dirty. Said, I'm so anxious. Girl, could you quit this stalling? You know I'm a sexaholic. Said, I'm so anxious. So meet me at 11.30. I love the way you're talking dirty. Said, I am so anxious. Girl, could you quit this stalling? You know I'm a sexaholic. This song is dirty from start to finish. And of course, this song is the inspiration behind that beautiful new school R&B sound by Division. You know that song, Too Deep? Yeah, 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 yeah. They sampled Genuine. Anyway, let's focus on this song. Genuine, so anxious. Let's get into more detail. Skyler Pagu verse 1, where Genuine says, we can just keep talking about the last time you were here. What we did, no sleep till morning. What is he talking about there? He's talking about the last time he was with this woman and what they did. So what exactly did they do the last time they were together? Let me tell you, they did the tzi, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. You think I'm making this up? Stay a little longer and you hear for yourself. He continues and says, only bubble baths and back rubs. Well, what is sexual about that, Tulisa? I mean, come on. Bubble bath and back rubs are the precursor to the tzi, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. Let me continue. He then says, hit me back, girl. I hope you hurry. Why does he want this girl to hurry? It is because your dad has had sex in his mind the whole day and he just wants this woman to hurry and come over to his place. Let's go to verse 2. He says, your expression is telling me that you've been thinking the same thing. The same thing I have been thinking. What is that? He's talking about the last time they were together and they did the tzi, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. And prior to the tzi, they were in a bathtub giving each other back rubs. Yes, I am telling you about your parents and my parents too, what they used to get up to in the year 1999. 
And I'll be waiting because I can't sleep for reminiscing. Reminiscing about you and what we do. Again, the only thing that is on top of your father's mind rent-free is sex. Sexual intercourse. See, the Manyalas sing a naked woman in front of him while he is on top doing missionary. Also, doing doggy style. So long as the sexual positions that you currently do with your partner, your parents used to do those things back in the days too. And here is your pops thinking about such moments, reminiscing about such moments. That's why he can't wait for this woman to come to his place so that they can do these acts of dirtiness. The bridge goes as follows. In the first line of it, he says, said, as soon as you hit the door, I'm going to pull you down on the floor. Now, hey, into your floor and sex is quite tricky. You can't have sex on any floor. This is according to research, not on my own personal experience because I am still a virgin. So according to research, it is uncomfortable to have the tzi, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas, on tiles, for example. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Doesn't matter if it is summer or winter. Especially in winter, you shouldn't. Otherwise, it's all cool. Also, you can't have the tea on wooden flooring. That is dangerous. Goba, what if there's a little chirp on the wooden floor and it stabs you and it becomes so painful and stuff? So don't do that. You also can't have the tea on a rug. Simply because the rug is extremely dirty and who knows what type of a disease you'll pick up from a rug. Therefore, according to research, the most comfortable and proper floor to have the sea on is a floor that is only made of carpet. Apparently, apparently. This is according to research. It's not coming from me, Utulisa Kanzi. Please do not hold me liable for what I had just expressed. So anyway, your dad over here can't wait to get it in. He says to your mother that as soon as she hits the door, he is going to take her to that damn floor and they start doing the, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. But then he says, and before we got to hit the lights, and before we start the candle lights, baby girl, I want to bump and grind. So I reckon that he's going to do all these things like before bar, light is bane, and also the candles. He's going to do the see the sexual intercourse, the manyalas on the floor in the dark. Damn, our fathers were nasty. And this, of course, is something that's in his plans, in his mind. Gobahi does state in the last line of the bridge that this is something that's been on my mind. So that's your father telling your mother that the moment she walks into that door, they're going to start doing the, tea, the sexual intercourse on the floor. The lights will be off. The candle lights will not be on. They are just going to bump and grind. 
so filthy. To the chorus we go. He says, I'm so anxious. So meet me at 11.30. I love the way you're talking dirty. Also, your mother is responsive too. She's been talking dirty over the phone to your father. Okay. And now it's 11.30. He can't wait for her to arrive. Damn, your father had patience, eh? He had patience. Remember, he's been waiting since 10 past 10. And now it is 11.30. He's been waiting for your mother to arrive. And once she does arrive, things are going to happen. And then you can say, you know what, actually, your father is now starting to run out of patience. He's been waiting for your mother to arrive. It's now 11.30. He says here, girl, could you quit this stalling? You know I'm a sexaholic. So he's like telling your mother that Mamela Manuena, stop with this filibustering. Eh? I've been waiting for you since 10 past 10. It is now 11.30. When are you going to arrive? I'm a sexaholic. So, so, so here's, here's another important thing to take away from this. That is, your father back in 1999, he was a sexaholic. Now, if you know that your father has got a lot of children, then yeah, there you go. There you go. Now it makes sense. Put one and one together. And then, to close things off, your dad states over here that he is so anxious. Now, Yet again, this is one of those things where it shows you and I that we are all in a cycle, okay? What is happening right now in our lives is not brand new. It has happened before and it will continue to happen for many more generations. And that is, as a young man, do you remember the times when you became anxious? waiting on a woman to come to your place and you would wait for hours and hours and hours and hours to a point where you feel like, damn, she's no longer coming. But she eventually does. And then when you and your friends talk about this, you think that this is something new. It's only happening in your generation. Well, this song is documenting the fact that our fathers too had to go through the same thing. Back in 1999, Igel's Zabo made them wait for hours and hours and they became anxious. Now, what creates the anxiety? It is this. You planned the whole day as a guy, right? That you are going to have the tzi, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. You've already formulated the different positions, just like your dad is doing in this song. The positions you're going to make and have and what you're going to do in between the rounds, etc. You have that all planned out. But now, you've got anxiety. Hey, especially a humble phone, you know, I got the afik. Huh? And now you feel like, damn, you've wasted all of your imagination. And of course, 
ikutini imbajo. So the anxiety you faced as a result of this is not new. Our fathers too had to go through the same thing back in 1999. But anyway, Man passed out on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. I can't relate to this song because I do not drink and I don't know how it feels to pass out. Maybe you are the one who can relate to this song 100%. The Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. I now want to touch on the semigration happening in South Africa and how it affects the Western Cape. I've said this before that there have been reports of quite a huge number of white people semigrating from Gauteng, Mpumalanga, North, West, the Free State, KwaZulu-Natal, and they're all coming to the Western Cape. Uh, I don't know why, and it could be for many reasons, such as service delivery, and also maybe for the fact that a lot of white people believe Cape independence will happen in their lifetime. But this time around, the migration or semigration issue is not about white people. It's about great white sharks. I came across a very interesting article stating that great white shark sightings in the Western Cape have been dropping since 2019 and this is very bad for tourism in the western cape and i've been wondering where are these sharks semigrating to they're still in the country by the way they're still swimming in our oceans but not in our western cape oceans this is bad okay i am yet to see a great white shark but maybe one day I hope I will, but it looks like it's not going to happen anytime soon for as long as I am in the Western Cape. 
So where are the great white sharks in this country? Why are they leaving the Western Cape? What's going on? When we have a huge influx of white people coming to the Western Cape, not only white people, black people from the Eastern Cape moving to the Western Cape. Why are our sharks leaving us? Okay, they're not our sharks, but why are they leaving this beautiful province? To answer all those questions, I have got Wayne, the great white shark, on the line. Wayne, how's it, bruh? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, where to Lisa? Oh, yeah, how's it? No, I'm good, man. I just want to find out why are you guys leaving the Western Cape and where are you going to? Nah, man, let me tell you something to Lisa, ne? The Western Cape is for cuck. It's a cuck area to live in. It's not nice anymore, man. You know, me and my owns used to love swimming there in Falls Bay. And then from time to time, people would spot us at Musingburg or Strangfontein. You know that area most... We love to swim over there because there was most a lot of course there. A lot of food. Different varieties and stuff, ne? But we have to move out of the Western Cape. Why? What happened? What made you move out of the Western Cape? Let me raise you now, Tulisa. It's this casino that's been plaguing the whole of the Western Cape. What is that, Wayne? You know, can you believe it, Tulisa? In fact, I don't think you're gonna believe me, Tulisa, when I tell you this. Those fucking gangsters want us, the great white sharks, to pay protection fees to swim around the ocean there in the Western Cape. We can't even swim in Bloberg or Kans Bay anymore because of this fucking protection fee. Are you serious, bruh? Gangsters in the Western Cape have made you guys the great white sharks to move out of the Western Cape? I'm telling you, Tulisa, I know you're not going to believe me. But it's the gangsters, man. They want us to pay protection fee just to swim around in the Western Cape. When my ancestors has been doing this way before when even Jan van Riepik came to the Western Cape, me bro. Now they want us to pay protection fee. That's cutmost. We're not going to do that. So we decide to move away from the Western Cape. So then, Wayne, the great white shark, where are you located now? Are you in KZN? Hell no. KZN? Never, me bro. Never. We will never go to the KZN. Do you know why? I have got no idea. Well, first of all, they always catch us there in KZN waters. Nine, nine, nine. Almost every year, they catch over 50 of us. And, and they eat us and stuff. It's not like local people who do these things to us. You know, most KZN Queen is fucked up. It's a cut area. And there's a lot of cut in the ocean. I don't know why people swim there. We don't like to swim there anymore because the waters are not clear. They're full of cuck. All the sewage that comes from the land gets into the ocean. We can't even breathe there anymore. But anyway, let me tell you why we, the great white sharks, don't go to KZN. The Owens there, the Mansa there, they catch us. And, and they kill us and they eat us. It's not the local people, as I said. 
is those fucking Chinese, bruh. Those fucking Chinese, they do it as they please, eh? They don't care that we are part of conservation. They're not supposed to catch us and stuff. Those Chinese, oh, they're doing illegal stuff. They must eat us, eh? But first, at least, you know, before the Chinese eat us, they take us to China. So we do some international traveling, which is nice. But we no longer go to KZN, no? It's most a death trap. So then, Wayne, the great white shark, where are you guys? Where are you located? Where do you swim around? Where do you sleep? Where do you get your food? We, right now, live in the Eastern Cape. Oh, it's a blissful area, my bro. I know most of the politics there in the Eastern Cape are fucked up. They must trust there. There's a lot of potholes on the roads and also in the ocean. But it's fine. At least there's a variety of food there for us to eat in the Eastern Cape. And the roads in the ocean bed are beautiful. The lights are always on. The octopus always comes to collect the dustbins. It's lucky there in the Eastern Cape Ocean. Alright? And I feel like we are going to spend all our time in the Eastern Cape waters because we, we, we love the environment too, Lisa. Will you ever come back to the Western Cape? Because, yo, listen, this will have a negative effect on our tourism. A lot of tourists will no longer come to the Western Cape. They'll go to the Eastern Cape to see you guys in the oceans. Yeah, yeah, no such things, but we don't care. We are all about our livelihoods. And besides, the fish in the Western Cape, they didn't like us anymore. They wouldn't come to us. They always offered themselves to the, to the seals and the sea lions. Do you know why, Tulisa? Why is that? Because they racist. They don't want to be eaten by us. Because we are great white sharks. They would rather be eaten by seals and sea lions because they look black and colored. But wait, hold on, Wayne the Great White Shark. You sound very colored right now. Yes, most I sound colored because the sea water makes my accent sound this way. But when I'm like close to the shore, I sound like a proper white boy who went to bishops or sex. Don't mind my accent right now. I'm deep in the ocean here in the Eastern Cape. Okay, cool. I get that. So you also say you guys will never come back to the Western Cape because of many factors, right? Jeez, this is, this is very bad. But at least, you know, you, you've given us insight as to why you have left the Western Cape and you are now, you know, located in the Eastern Cape and you plan on being there for the rest of your lives. Speaking about the rest of your lives, what is the lifespan of a great white shark? Well, it depends, man, how you behave as a great white shark. Most of us will live up to 70. Ne? That's like the average. You live up to 70 or it's the maximum. Others don't even live up to, to 70 because they, they must trust, man. They don't behave. They don't carry themselves very well. If you're going to be like a promiscuous shark, then you might die very early. You might not even make it to like, I don't know, a, let's see, 31, yeah, 
Monster disease, they, they, they kill you with those sexual disease, bruh. Yes, yes, sucks too, they do, they do. Get up to, uh, you know, um, promiscuity. There's a lot, there's a lot of promiscuity and of course we don't have condoms here in the ocean. Are you being for real? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, most sucks that are promiscuous don't make it to like 32 or 33. They don't make it past their youth because they are sexually reckless. Alright, so what about the ones who make it to age 70? Well, you see, to Lisa, those ones, ne, they the ones who carry themselves very well. They don't sleep around or drink a lot of alcohol. There's alcohol here in the ocean too. The alcohol comes from, you know, the urine from you humans and also from other fishes. When they pee, that's, that's what we drink. We drink their pee. It's, it's quite toxic if you drink a lot of it and it might kill your livers and stuff. Speaking of our livers, I want to just talk about our internal organs. Okay, what about your internal organs do you want to talk about as a great white shark? Let me let you in on something, Natulisa. And this is something that I picked up that clearly you don't have knowledge of this. Which means to Lisa, you haven't done proper research before interviewing me. Oh, is that so? Yeah, because if you did make proper research, you would have known that other reasons that make us leave the Western Cape is the fact that you know those nyas that are black and white. What nyas now that are black and white? Killer whales will do, yo, those nyas, yo, 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 they kill us. Wait, hold on. So, apart from the other problems you talked about that you faced in the Western Cape, like having to pay a protection fee, the other reason you left the Western Cape was because you guys were getting killed by killer whales? Yeah, yo, those nyas are brutal. They must... Far dangerous than the gangsters there who want us to pay protection fees. The killer whales don't waste time, maybe. They want our kidneys. They so much power our kidneys. They don't give us up those nice bruh. And they always overpower us. We so much try to create a war with them, you know, just to make them back off. But oh, those nyas are super strong, maybe, like super saiyan teeth. So I, we had to must run away. Scoping yachme, bro. The killer whales, they're fucking dangerous. That is an interesting fact. That was really, really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you mentioned that because, okay, you know what? I admit I didn't do proper research. That's why I didn't ask you about killer whales and stuff. So then, what if the killer whales come to the Eastern Cape Ocean? Well, me, bro, yo, that's gonna be fucking crazy for us now. Because most we are nice and comfortable here in the Eastern Cape. And then we can't go to KZN because those fucking Chinese are gonna eat us. So then what are we gonna do, my bro? What are we gonna do? We can't go and swim south and go to Antarctica. It's fucking cold there, my bro. Those oceans, oh, they just cold. So what are we gonna do? I'm just hoping that this episode of the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike will not reach the killer whales, because if they find out that we are in the Eastern Cape, may bro, we will all perish. What is that? Perish. It's perish. 
Perish. You sound like you're saying Paris, but like in the French way. Perish. No, to listen, it's Paris. There's no master of pronunciation. Okay, cool. It's fine. It's fine. Let's leave it there, okay? Thank you very much for your time, Wayne the Great White Shark. Please be safe in the Eastern Cape Oceans. And look, man, we hope that one day you guys will come back to the Western Cape shores so that our tourists can start spotting you again. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. Now this Bacardi banger has got deep house elements, old school house elements and some Amapiano influences too. Almighty Zorro, Bacardi banger of the week. Let's go. 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 Let's go.
I did say that this Bacardi banger has got deep house influences, old school house influences, and some Amapiano influences too. Almighty Zorro teaming up with Sia B and George Mobile. It is called Get Down and it is our Bacardi banger of the week on the Teresa Kanzi airstrike. All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerchis win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka player disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench who are sitting there. Disrespecting somebody who is playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So... What are you being so morning about? Many people believe that Multi-Choice, together with Supersport, played the SABC with the Rugby World Cup broadcasting license deal. But I'm of a different opinion. I feel Multi-Choice and Supersport played DSTV Compact subscribers with this broadcasting licensing deal. And I'll tell you why I feel so in just a moment. First, let's just go through some facts. The whole deal was struck in the last minute after news came out that the SABC refuses to pay multi-choice 38 million rand to broadcast some matches of the Rugby World Cup. And Mzuzwana Mzuzwana, another report stating that Three advertisers came to the rescue of the public broadcaster. They ended up paying close to 57 million rand to broadcast, according to Supersport, 16 games of the Rugby World Cup. Even though, on the other hand, the SAPC says they've got broadcasting rights to 19 games of the Rugby World Cup. Now, why do I feel that Multi-Choice and Supersport played DSTV Compact subscribers? Let me break it down to you. Beginning of the Rugby World Cup, the first game, you went on Channel 209 on DSTV Compact and you were faced with two small boxes in the middle of your screen. On the left box showed a wide view of the pitch. You could see the poles, the south and the north pole of the rugby stadium. And then the players on the field moved around like little ants. On the right hand side were two Kosa commentators doing their thing. And you could see most of them were very uncomfortable with the whole thing. They don't want to be on the screen. And then a couple of days later, on the same channel, you were able to view the whole rugby game the way you would normally view a sporting game. You could see the players up close. You could see the action up close. It was a normal broadcast. The same you would get on SAPC2. Now, why did that happen? Yes, 
what I think happened. I'm of the opinion that after the contract was signed between all parties, that's the three advertisers, the SABC, Multi-Choice, Supersport, after the contract was signed, the agreement was agreed to and then it was sent to the relevant financial institutions to go through the whole deal. Because a contract has been signed and it is binding, Multi-Choice gave Supersport the go-ahead to give the SABC broadcasting rights to the first game of the Rugby World Cup. After a few days later, when I think the financial institution gave the green light to all parties, as in maybe there was a loan involved or the transaction was approved and multi-choice got its 57 million rand lump sum. They then decided to broadcast the very same broadcast that you find on SAPC2 on channel 209. Hence, we are here today. As a DSTV Compact subscriber, you can watch the same games, the Rugby World Cup, that are broadcast on SAPC2. Sharp. What's the point of all of this? The point is, when two elephants fight, DSTV Compact subscribers get trampled on. Why do I say this? Let me tell you something. In case you didn't know, DSTV Compact subscribers are a reflection of the middle class in South Africa. The biggest class grouping in subscribers for DSTV is DSTV Compact subscribers. They make up huge numbers for multi-choice. Multi-choice doesn't make a lot of money from premium subscribers. Its bread and butter is compact subscribers, not compact plus or lower than compact. No. DSTV compact subscribers are the bread and butter for multi-choice at the moment and they have been for a very long time. And multi-choice used this middle-class subscribers of theirs as bait for the SABC. The SABC, together with multi-choice and advertisers, are all targeting the middle class. The middle class is very important in South Africa's economy. Without the middle class, a lot of corporations in this country wouldn't be making a lot of money. The middle class is very big and important in this country. So you've got the SABC in one hand thinking to themselves, if we do not broadcast the Rugby World Cup, we will lose a lot of middle class eyeballs. And therefore, the corporation will not make any money from this period. And then you've got Supersport on the other hand too, whom are thinking to themselves that if the SAPC doesn't budge and give in to our demands, 
for acquiring these broadcasting rights, we are set to lose a lot of money from acquiring these rights. We need to make that 58 or 57 million rand. And if the SAPC doesn't come on board, then we are definitely fucked. Because they too, multi-choice, do need to have DSTV compact subscribers tuning in to the Rugby World Cup and make a lot of money from advertising revenue, even though it won't be as much as what the SAPC might get, for example. So the middle class was used as bait over here. The middle class is very important. This whole deal had super sport with the upper hand. But it was all on the SABC agreeing and coming on board and paying that 57 million rand to get licensing to broadcast the Rugby World Cup. We've reached the end of episode 110 of the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. I am back with you again next week for episode 111. Enjoy the long weekend. Enjoy Heritage Day. It is not bright day, okay? It is not. Whatever you do, never ever lose the child in you. Adios amigos and bonita damas. Can, can, can the air strike?